0: Welcome to Outreach Church. Thanks for checking out this week's message. To hear more, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or visit outreachchurch.net for downloads and service information. Good morning. Yes. For all of you that are thinking it, you found Waldo. I heard it a bunch this morning. It's my Valentine's Day shirt. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um I just I felt during worship I've, something I've I've heard God say before, but I felt like I wanted to share it again this Valentine's Day that that right now, especially for any uh any girls in here who are single and, and are and are looking for their husband and are and have that desire in them to find their husband, as my daughter Aaliyah gets older, I start to see the heart of the father more and more clearly. And I realize that. There's going to come a day that some young man is going to ask for her hand. It scares me. It, it terrifies me to think that, that someday some little man <laughs> is going to come and ask me for my daughter's hand and ask me to release her hand into his. And I just felt like you guys need to know this, that your father's holding your hand and there may even be right now a young man that's asking Him for your hand. But He's not going to let it go until both of you are ready. And it's not because He's keeping something from you. It's because He wants when He hands your hand to that young man, and when He says yes to that young man, for both of you to be ready to experience the amazing life that He has for you. So I know on Valentine's Day sometimes if there's no Valentine in your life or you feel like there's not one, there could be this sadness or this sense of longing or this sense of disappointment. But I just want you to know that if your hand is still empty when you reach it out, it's because it's being held by your Father. And that young man that's asking for your hand, he hasn't told him yes yet. And when he does, he'll release your hand into that young man's hand. And it'll be the, the, the marriage that you've always wanted. It'll be his heart's desire for you. So you can just thank him for that. And honestly see it as, God, I'm waiting and I'm excited to wait for the day that You release my hand into the hand of that young man. And God, I thank You that You don't do it a day before either of us is ready. Because we both want Your best. I just feel like that. Like right now, there's young men that are asking our Father for Your hand. They might not even know who You are. But they're praying for You and asking Him for Your hand. And He's holding it. And He's saying, I'll give it when you're both ready. So, um, God, I just thank You for... For every God, I thank You for every marriage, every relationship that's represented in this room right now. Father God, You designed man for woman, woman for man, and You instituted marriage. And You said that it's not good for a man to be alone, meaning it's not good for a woman to be alone either. And so Father, I just thank You right now for every single relationship or every relationship that's still within Your heart yet to be seen with eyes. God, that right now, You are just molding hearts and making one for the other, the other for one. I thank You for that, Father. I thank You that there is no manipulation in any relationship in this room. God, I thank You that nobody in this room does something for anything other than to overflow the love of God onto the One that they love. I thank You for that. I thank You for fulfilling us each individually so that we can actually love. And I thank You for that in Jesus' name. Um, We're going to take up our offering right now. Um, and, uh, and I don't have a whole lot to say about that because I just have so much in my heart right now that I want to tell you um, about the person who's going to be speaking today. Um, so we're just we're going to take up the offering and, uh, and while you're getting that ready, um, I want to tell you about the person who's going to be speaking this morning. Um, She's someone that I asked to speak the first time, I think, five years ago, maybe six. And I've asked her about monthly probably since then. And I've just felt it growing stronger and stronger in my heart that there's something in her that needs to be released to this house. And so I've really lately been just asking her, you know, I really feel like you need to do this, I really feel like you need to do this. and So she finally came to a place through a series of events where she said she would and Um, And it's my wife, Patty. And she... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, she won't say this about her, so I will real quick, but she spends more time with God than anybody I know. I'm not saying more than anybody that you know, but anybody that I know. And as much as anybody you know probably... I have come home from work and the door has been locked and I've knocked on the door and there's been no answer. So I assume she must have been hopped in with somebody because I can see her car in the garage. And so I go around to the basement because I always leave it unlocked even though she tells me to lock it. And I come upstairs and as I come into the house, I hear the piano playing and I hear someone worshiping and I walk up, creep quietly up the stairs and I peek into the office and I see my wife with her back to me, but she's worshiping with tears pouring down her face when she turns to see me. And she's been in there for hours just worshiping and spending time with Him. I've had times where she's been spending time journaling and praying for hours, and I've gone and taken a nap and woke up three hours later and she's still sitting at her little spot at the kitchen table perched there with her coffee and her Bible and her journal and whatever six books she's spending time reading right then. And she's just pouring out her heart in her journal to Him and receiving from Him. And she challenges me. She loves me. She supports me. The me that you guys see that's up here every week, a big reason why I, I am able to do that is because He's used her as such a tool of encouragement in my life. And He's used her to actually just show me a side of Him that I never knew even existed through the way that she loves me and encourages me and defends me and sticks up for me and Challenges me and pushes me. And she's been all of those things all these years, and sometimes all the people see of that is me. But everything that you see in me, part of it's due to the fact that I have her. And so it's, I'm so excited this morning, and and I'm so happy to be able to say, Patty, will you come up here and, and share what God's put into your heart?
1: So he has been asking me to speak for a long time. And I knew that the Lord was telling me that one day I will, but I assumed it will be him just telling me, yep, today's the day you're going to do it, and I'll just know on my own. So I never set a date. And two weeks ago, We were visiting with one of Roy's pastor friends. And we were just talking about the Lord. And he said, Are you willing to do whatever God asks of you? And I said, Absolutely. I've been telling the Lord that for years. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. And about an hour later into our conversation, we're just talking and he says, you're supposed to speak at outreach. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I know, someday. (laughs) And he said... If you were to speak on one thing, what would it be? And before I could even think, I said, intimacy with the Father. And he said, you're supposed to on February 14th, (laughs) which was in two weeks. And I about freaked out. But anyways, that's why I'm up here today. (laughs) And he told me that if I didn't, I'd be being disobedient. And I do not want to be disobedient, (laughs) so... (laughs) What? Huh? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, I've been praying for the past couple weeks, asking him, all right, Lord, I know you want, to talk, you want me to talk about intimacy, but what exactly do you want me to say? And it was like a week and a half of asking him and praying, and one day Roy was fasting. And he was just fasting and, and asking the Lord to give me clarity. And about three minutes after I was praying, driving the kids to gymnastics, I said, God, what are you wanting me to say about it? And he just started pouring it out to me. And I called Roy. I was so excited. So anyways, this is what he wants me to share. I am someone that needs things very simple. I need things put very simple. I was, I made really good grades in school growing up, but I was always so anxious at the thought of even going to school because I would forget everything that I read or really that was taught to me. I just had a hard time remembering things like that. I could memorize something for a test, and then I'd forget it, and I wouldn't remember it again, and so that used to bother me. For years, I was like, what in the world? Why can't I be more like Roy, <laughs> where he remembers everything that he reads, and so I was just, it used to bother me really bad, and then in spending time with the Father, I've come to know that He did not make any mistakes when He made me. And He did not make any mistakes when He made you. So years ago, I was spending time with him, and I was reading a book, and the book was talking about, I can't even tell you what the book was really saying, except for I remember this part of it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I was sitting on my back porch, and I remember the book talking about how huge God is and how detailed he is and just look around at all the different colors of green that he created. And I don't know what it was talking about. Anyways, something hit me so strong when I was reading this book that I went in my room, actually I went in my bathroom, and I was laying on the bathroom floor which is weird, but I didn't care (laughs) at the time. I was laying on my bathroom floor, and I felt such a heaviness like I have never felt before. And I felt the power of God so strong. I don't know how long I was laying on the floor, but I was... Weeping, and all I can think that it was is I got an understanding of how holy God is, and a holy fear came over me that I could hardly breathe. I couldn't hardly stand it. And I don't really know how to explain it except for when I left the bathroom that day years ago, I have never been the same. And I have had the desire and such a fire in my heart to know him more and more every day, and it's never gone out. I'm just going to tell a few stories about what the Lord has spoken to me and who He is to me. And they're not in any particular order. But I used to struggle with really dark thoughts and depression. It would come and go throughout the years. And there was one time that I was struggling really, really bad, and I was laying on my bed in, curled up in a ball, really, and I was so just in a bad place mentally, and I cried out just a simple, God help me. I need help. And he came, and I physically felt his arms wrap around me. And it was the most peaceful and comforting thing I have ever felt in my life. And that was the last time I ever had those... (laughs) dark thoughts and just the the depression. It broke off that day. And so I am here to tell you that the Lord is powerful. He is comforting. He is so loving. When I tell people that, it's because I know it. But every day I wake up and I ask him, God, teach me who you are. Show me more who you are. I want to hear your voice. I want to listen to you. I want to learn from you. I want to look more like you every single day for years. And I still ask him that every day. And so one day I was having a, we were having a rough time with our little Jackson and I wasn't seeming to get through on how to discipline him and reach him the way I wanted to. (laughs) And so I asked the Lord, I said, God, I need wisdom. Would you give me wisdom on how to to reach this kid, this child. He's yours. And Jackson was really, really angry. He was really angry, and I wasn't, nothing I was doing was seeming to get through. And all of a sudden, a peace and a calm came over me, and I sat down on the floor like this in my kitchen. And I said, Jackson, come here. He was mad and he didn't want to at first. And I said, bud, come here. Tell me what's going on. He was angry. He didn't want to tell me. And I just waited calmly and I said, come here, bud. I want to know what's going on in your heart. And he finally came over and he sat on my lap. And I hugged him. And I could feel the anger just melt off of him. And I said, tell me what's going on. I want to know what's going on in your heart. And after a while, after a few minutes of that, just hugging him and waiting, he finally opened up and told me. And I was so excited because that was a way that the Father showed me. He knows exactly what each one of us needs. I relate to Aaliyah different than I relate to Jackson. And God created both of them. And he knows exactly what they need. If we'll listen to him, if we'll take the time and ask him for wisdom in our everyday jobs, raising our kids, whatever it is, he wants to give you wisdom and he wants to speak to you. Another time, I was just looking at my kids and, you know, when you've had a rough day maybe with them and you put them to sleep and then you look at them and you're like, oh, they're just the cutest, sweetest things ever. It doesn't matter how rough of a day you've had with them. My heart was about to explode. I was just like, oh, I love these kids so much. You can hardly handle it. I know you moms know what that's like. And the Lord spoke to me so clearly and said, Patty, you know how much you love those kids? I love you even more than that. And it was so real to me from that day forward. I never once, never, never, never once have questioned or doubted. Never once. in leading this church when Roy was asked to step in as pastor I was all for it cuz I knew who he was I live with him every day I see who he is and of course we prayed about it and I was like yes yep this is I know I know you're called to do this But it wasn't until the day he actually started that it hit me that I am going to be the pastor's wife. (laughs) And I was like, uh oh, (laughs) I don't know what to do. So I just knew, (laughs) I just knew that the Lord was going to send me, or I thought I knew, that he was going to send me somebody that was going to come and train me up. Show me how to handle all you people. (laughs) Uh, And everyone, every older woman, really, that walked through those doors, I had my eyes on her. (laughs) I just was waiting. I knew she was going to come along, and she was just going to show me how to do this. And years went by, and I was like, okay, Lord, why haven't you sent me someone yet? And he said, Because I want you to learn from me. Mm. And he's so kind and he's so loving. That every single thing he's asked me to do, there's been many uncomfortable things. But he's always, always, always taking me by the hand and said, come on, I'm going to show you. And so all this stuff that I'm talking about, these are just a few stories of what he's done for me and in my life. And every single one of them has happened because of the time I've spent with him when nobody's watching. And when Roy says, oh, Patty sat there for journaling for hours, the other Sunday, it was five hours. (laughs) Talking to him, journaling, it's not a chore. When you're in love, it's not a chore. He draws me. It's an absolute, it's my favorite thing. In life, my absolute favorite thing to do is to spend time with him, to listen to him, to talk to him, to worship him. I don't need the band to lead me in worship. I love the band, I love the the worship team. I'm so thankful for them and what they do. They're amazing people. But I don't need the sound to be right or the band to lead me because I'm going to worship Him when nobody is watching because I love Him. And the reason that I love Him is because He first loved me. I meet with him because he first invited me to meet with him. I hear him because he's speaking. I don't know where you're at. Maybe you've gone to church, been a Christian your whole life. You read the word. You pray. God has so much more for you. and he wants to put a passion in your heart. Another thing I want to say is God is so gentle and kind and loving but he's also a father who corrects us and disciplines us. (laughs) If We meet with him with a humble and pure heart and we come before him. He pours out his love, shows us who he is. There should be a change. There should be a change. There will be a change. If you go in, you go after him and you chase after him and you seek him really with a pure heart, he's not going to leave you where you are. He meets us where we're at because he's so loving and he's kind. He meets us where we're at, but he calls us up. I was someone that naturally is an introvert and many of you know that when Roy first was a pastor here I used to pretty much run and hide back there after service was over (laughs) but the more I spend with him time with him with the Lord the more he gives me a heart for people and relationship with people I was someone that got hurt feelings because I'm sensitive, hurt feelings very easily. And he's taught me how to be stronger, not put up walls stronger. Stronger to where I don't take that stuff hurt and offense let it turn to unforgiveness and bitterness but softer softer towards him and towards people he's changed me from being someone that Did not like to have people come to my house. (laughs) To having all kinds of people at my house. (laughs) Even my brother-in-law, Roy's brother right there, Judd. He noticed that last Sunday, was it? He's like, I see such a difference and a change in you. (laughs) And it's not about me at all. It is about me because he's personal, but it's about him. What he will do when you open up your heart and humble yourself before him and ask him to change you and make you look more like him. And it's my greatest joy. And he wants to do the same for you. If you ask, you'll receive. If you seek, you'll find. And if you knock, the door will be open. So I want to challenge you. If you are lacking the desire to spend time in his word. His word is so important, you guys. It's awesome to sit back and let him just pour out his love on you and and receive in that way, but it is important, important, important to be in the word. I don't remember everything I read. <laughs> But when I'm praying for someone or I'm going through something, he always brings stuff up from the Word. It's in there. He brings it up. But if you're not reading and it's not going in, it's going to have a hard time coming out. And so I want to challenge you, if you're lacking a desire, ask him to give you one. If you're having a hard time wanting to get alone with him, and the only time you really spend time with him is when you gather with people and other people fire you up, ask him. he will answer and he will speak to you and he will meet you i think that's all i have
0: i can say this that when one thing i just want to i want to talk about because i see it from the outside looking in is this is that as patty's grown in her love for him and as she's become a stronger person A lot of times the world's definition of strong and God's definition of strong are two totally different things. We we a lot of times tend to think that strong people are people that can put up a wall, shut people out, shut you down if you try to talk to them, can make you feel small, Um, or can ridicule you or can cut you up with their words or or nothing seems to ever get to them. And, and, And that's not at all what strength is. Strength is the fact that they can look at somebody who's wanting to lash out at them. They can see somebody who is being disrespectful or who is trying to hurt them or who is reacting out of anger or out of jealousy or out of spite. And they can actually feel the Father's heart towards them and soften themselves and respond to them in a way of love and be Jesus to that person. Because see, anybody can just go after somebody. And when you do that, when that spirit, because it's always a spiritual thing, right? Like it's always the enemy coming against you through people. Our battle's not against flesh and blood. It's never about people. But when people get, uh, when a spirit that is, is controlling somebody sends them against you, when you respond the same way that they've come to you, all you do is fuel and feed that thing that's within them. That's what that spirit wants. It wants to reproduce itself inside of you. So when you respond the way that that thing comes against you, all you're doing is giving that thing a place in your life and giving it a bigger place in their life because it feeds off that and it wants that. But a kind word turns away wrath. When you can look at somebody who's being angry, and just like she did with Jackson, he's so angry and he's so frustrated and there's so much inside of him that he can't even get it out and she just gets down on her knees before him. That's strength. Jesus said, if any among you want to be great, he must become the servant of all. And then he drops to his knees, he puts a towel around his waist, he gets a basin of water, and he washes the feet of the one who already had it in his heart to betray him. The Bible points that out to us. He says, and Judas, Satan already entering into his heart, when they gathered together, it had already entered into his heart that he was going to betray Jesus. And Jesus, knowing that Judas had let Satan into his heart and that he planned to betray him, gets on his knees in front of the very one who would sell him for 30 pieces of silver and washes his feet. That's strength. That's saying I'm not doing this because you've responded to me the way I think that you should. I'm not doing this because your actions are perfect. And I'm not doing this because if I do this, then you won't do the thing that you're planning to do. See, it'd be one thing if Judas would have got on his knees after Jesus washed his feet, right? And said, I repent. I'm sorry. I was planning to betray you. But now that you've shown me such a great love, there's no way that I can follow through with this. But he didn't. Even after being loved that way, he went and he sold him to the Pharisees for thirty pieces of silver and he betrayed him. Why? Because the Bible is trying to show us through the life of Jesus that we don't do the things we do so that people will. We do the things we do because it's who we are. We don't love them so that they will. We love them because He has. And if they respond in love, that's awesome. But true strength is proven when they don't respond the way that you would hope that they would, and you still continue to love in the face of it. And I've seen Patty so many times love people, and in the face of not having the response that one would expect when you love somebody, continue to love. That's strength. The world would say, Find out who's betraying you. Put a wall around them. Protect yourself. Cut them out. Don't let them in. Make sure that they know that you know. Make sure that they know that you aren't going to treat them the same way. And you're not going to be a doormat anymore. And you're not going to just let somebody come in and walk all over you because that, you're a strong person. That's bull. That's not Strength. That's saying I'm so terrified that there's something you can do that can change me that I'm actually going to keep you away because I'm more impressed with what you have in you than who I have in me. That's about the weakest place we can be. True strength is when we understand there's a kingdom that's unshakable inside of me. That greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. And you can come at me with anything that you would like. It's not going to change me. And there's a very good chance that when you stare into my eyes, love looks back at you and it changes you, not me. Because I'm so confident in who he's made me to be. That's strength. That's what I see in my wife over and over and over again. That's what God's done in her. She's become so strong and in the process so soft. She's become so untouchable and yet in the process so vulnerable. That's strength. That's knowing who you are because of who's in you. And I've admired that and I've watched that grow in her. And it's come from one place and one place alone. It's not from my preaching. I wish I could take credit. It's not from the worship team. Listen, what she was saying earlier is so good. If you need other people to worship, who are you worshiping? If the greatest times of worship that you have are with other people, you really need to be careful and ask yourself who you're worshiping or what you're worshiping. Because the sound of worship can really easily become the worship of sound. but it's come from one place and I see it every single day and it's her being alone with him and letting him love her and letting him speak to her and knowing that she knows him and that she's known by him. And the more revelation she gets of that, the greater I see her walk in intimacy in softness and in love towards other people. And she's become so strong and in the process, she's made herself so weak in the eyes of the world. Because you can get to her. You can get to her. You can get to me. Because I believe that what's in me is worth you getting to. I really believe that I'm the hope of the world. That Christ in me is the hope of the world. I really believe that. Why would I wall myself off and cut myself off from you and keep you from getting to me if I really believe that the hope of the world lives inside of me? Why would I put up a gate, I mean a a wall? I want an open door, because I really believe it doesn't matter why you come, you're going to find one thing, and that's going to be him, because that's who's in me. And I've seen her believe that and live that out. And I just want to challenge all of us, it doesn't look the same for everybody. It doesn't look the exact same for everybody. What it looks like to have him to be used by him doesn't look the same. But he does want to use every single person to reach every single person. God, I thank you for your word. I, I just I'm so thankful for what you're doing in the hearts of people here, God. I'm so thankful for the woman you've given me to be my wife. God, I'm so thankful for the people that you've given us to be our church family. And I just pray right now, God, that the seed of wanting more of you would be deposited deep into the heart of every single person here today. That there would be a hunger for more of you. That there would be a a, a restlessness in our spirit, God, that we want the more of you. God, that we won't be satisfied. We'll be completely content, but never satisfied as we go after you. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. amen. Amen.